Welcome to the Life Podcast. We're so glad that you're joining us for another hope-filled message. We pray that you're encouraged by this powerful word from our Sunday service. Thank you, church. Please be seated. It's an honor to be sharing the word today. And um, I'm going to be talking about living a 24-7 faith. And I don't know about you, but I don't do winter. I'm not a winter person. I know some people love winter, but for me, I don't do winter very well. I do have a favorite season, and it's summer, but not this summer, just saying. (laughs) Some of this summer has felt like winter, but I do love the clear blue skies and the balmy nights, sitting outside, eating outside, walking on the beach, doing all the things that I love to do. That's my most favorite thing. There's minimal rain, it's, it's light for a long time, but there's potential for me to have a bit of a mood change when it is winter, when I can't get outside, when it's dark early, when the restrictions come from the things that you love to do or that I love to do. And although I'm not a winter person, I do understand that every season has its place. And there's a purpose for every season, and it's necessary. Every season is necessary. A lot of growth takes place. A lot of good takes place. A lot of change takes place. And roots go deeper across the seasons that we have. You know, obviously, we all know that seasons have their purpose. And in um, autumn... Some of the leaves start falling off. In spring, it's, that's, that's another favourite, where all the blossoms come and new life comes, and we feel like, oh, yes, summer's on its way. And then we have summer, and a lot of quick growth takes place in summer. And then in autumn, the leaves start to fall, and then we have winter, where it's getting dark, early in the morning again, cold, there's little daylight, and limited plant growth, seemingly on the surface. I have this little desktop flip thing that somebody gave me where you flip the date every day. And when I was preparing this message, one of the quotes were, God's got it so you can grow. God does some of his best work in the dark. He is closer than you think. That was when I was having a bit of a moan about winter. And then the next day I went back to the desk and it says, God's got it so you can praise it's easy to praise him in the sunshine, but your breakthrough comes when, you're pra- when you praise him in the dark, because he is there. I was like, okay, somebody's trying to tell me something <laughs> in this message. And naturally, we all face different seasons in life. Some are not so favorable, some we favor more. But like every season that we do face, if we put our, see- our roots down, we can flourish in whatever season. We can grow and we can learn in every season that we face. We can be somebody that is living a 24-7 faith through the season rather than somebody that has just got faith in a season. There's a big, big difference. We can sing about how great God is when we're feeling good, but when the challenges come, sometimes we find We have faith just for a season, not through the seasons. Sadly, I've witnessed many Christians over my 
long years of life. Um, yeah, 63, it's like getting a bit scary, guys. But anyway, start off so full of faith, so on fire for God, and then a, a season changes. And all of a sudden, the season rocks them, and they lose their way. And sadly, some have even lost their faith and completely walked away from God. There's somebody named Paul de Jong who once said that we can have their faith seem to be more in an outcome rather than in God. To paraphrase that, I would say some people also would have uh, their faith in a season rather than in God. So how do we live a 24-7 faith? How do we have a faith that remains consistently consistent throughout the seasons of life? To remain means to endure, to abide, to last, to persist, and this one says, going on without ending. I like that. I would like to think that my life would be a life that lives out that faith, that it goes on without ending, doesn't just stop because the season changes. We may think of that word remaining, and I used to think of that as a stagnant word, a stop word, but I've come to realise it's a living word. It's a going on word, remaining till the end. I know for Paul and I in this season that we've been facing, if God had said, would you like to go through what I'm about to take you through, I would not have put my hand up and said, yes, please, pick me. It would not have been my first choice. But I've learned it definitely has grown our faith. And it definitely has and is teaching us, because we never arrive, we're always learning, but it's teaching us to live a 24-7 faith and teaching us what that looks like. What does it actually look like to have a 24-7 faith? What does it look like to remain through the seasons? It's not only allowed us, but it's allowed others to see the goodness of Jesus and his faithfulness throughout every season in life. In Corinthians, the Apostle Paul, from his own life, I love the Bible because it's not just a book. It's actually living. It's life examples. It's teaching us how to live. And, and Apostle Paul teaches us what living a 24-7 faith looks like. It's from Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 4, 6 to 15. For God who said, let brilliant light shine out of darkness, is the one who has cascaded his light into us. The brilliant dawning light of the glorious knowledge of God as we gaze into the face of Jesus Christ. We are like common clay jars that carry this glorious treasure within, so that the extraordinary overflow of power will be seen as God's, not ours. Though we experience every kind of pressure, we're not crushed. At times we don't know what to do, but quitting isn't an option. We are persecuted by others, but God has not forsaken us. We may be knocked down, but not out. We continually share in the death of Jesus in our own bodies so that the resurrection life of Jesus will be revealed 
through our humanity. We consider living to mean that we are constantly being handed over to death for Jesus' sake so that the life of Jesus will be revealed through our humanity. So then, death is at work in us, but it releases life in you. We have the same spirit of faith that is described in the Scriptures when it says, first I believed, then I spoke in faith. So we also first believe, then speak in faith. We do this because we are convinced that he who raised Jesus will raise us up with him, and together we will all be brought into his presence. Yes, all things work for your enrichment, so that more of God's marvellous grace will spread to more and more people, resulting in an even greater increase of praise to God, bringing him even more glory. What a powerful passage of Scripture that is. It sums up a 24-7 life, living what it means to live a 24-7 faith, rather. So what do we need to do to live that faith? The first thing is to live determinedly determined. In other words, determine our focus. Where is our focus? We have an incredible support system in our family, with friends, with a great prayer warriors that are, are holding up our arms and standing alongside us. But Paul and I, and we're very humbly thankful for that, by the way, for each and every one, but we have to individually get our strength and our empowerment ultimately from him himself. Even when we may not feel like it, even when you may not feel like it, even when we may feel like we haven't got much to give or offer, we need to determine to be present in his presence. You know, there have been many times where I have come before God and I haven't even known what to say, and I've said that to God. I don't even know what to pray, God, but I'm here. Other times where I've said, I've cried. I've just sat there sometimes, sometimes cried, sometimes had doubts, sometimes had questions, but I've been in his presence. Sometimes I haven't really had anything to say, although that's very rare that I haven't got anything to say. <laughs> But I need to determine ahead of my season where my focus will be. Because if we don't determine ahead of the season, when things change, we can get knocked over. Because that's exactly what the enemy wants to do to us. But when we determine ahead of our season where our focus will be, we can live a 24-7 faith. You know, Corinthians encourages us to let bright light shine out of the darkness. Well, how do we do that? When we're going through challenging times, how do we do that within ourselves? We do it with our relationship with Jesus because he is our light. His light can penetrate through any darkness. It can change perspectives. It can change the way we feel, realign our thinking so that we can put our roots down in him and be strengthened so that we can live out this 24-7 faith. Paul and I have discovered in this season on a whole nother level of what happens when you're both depleted. 
Because there have been times when it's just been so full on, one thing after another, and we have both been depleted. And it's times like that where we have even felt knocked down. And we have two options in that time, whether to give up or to go to God and determine our focus. And when we've gone to God, we've drawn strength for him to be able to get up again and keep going. I think about what Jesus did. What did he do in his dark times? He lived a human life just like we do. He had obstacles and darkness coming at him all the time. But what he decided to do, he determined his focus. He set himself aside. He separated himself from his reality because he lived in the reality that we all live in and he went to God. He decided and aligned his focus and drew strength from him and got up to keep going again. John 1, 4 says, Life came into being because of him, for his life is light for all humanity. And this living expression is the light that bursts through gloom, the light that darkness could not diminish. The light comes and is overshadowing the darkness when we're in his presence. It can change our thoughts, doubts, fears, the concerns of our heart, our humanity. Many times over this season, I've literally felt the stench of the enemy right up close in my face. There's been very dark times. And in those times, what we've done and what I've had to do individually is engage others. That's important. But I've also had to determine my focus. Who am I going to go to? Who is going to give me the strength that I need in these deep, deep moments that I have faced? And sometimes that can be tougher than others. And the questions came to me of, God, I don't even know if you care about these prayers that I'm praying. There was a time where I just felt like so overshadowed. And in spite of that, I said, but God, I choose you. I know that I love you. I know that I trust you. And that's what I do know. And I'm going with that. And his presence anchors us to live a 24-7 faith. And then we need to determine kingdom purpose. Just because we go through different seasons doesn't mean that we're still on the same kingdom purpose. Some people I've found go through, there have been people that have been kingdom invested of their time, their talents, their giftings, whatever, and a season has come along and now they're nowhere to be found. They stop giving out. As guys, we've got to, we've got to learn from, from Jesus. What did he do? He lived from kingdom purpose. It caused him to live a life of giving no matter what came his way. And I would definitely call these past 16 months that Paul and I have walked through a winter season. And I have witnessed Paul time and time and time again give of himself even when he's been physically, emotionally exhausted. And in a low time himself, he's constantly given out constantly given out to the nurses, to the roommates in the hospital ward who are going through dark seasons, constantly giving out. Why can he do that? It's because he has a revelation that his life isn't his own, isn't his own, and he's on kingdom purpose, even in the hospital wards. And we've had so many opportunities to pray for people, 
So many times that we've been able to give an encouraging word. Despite being in our own dark season, we've been able to inspire and encourage others in their dark season. And to show them, that's how we show people the overflow of who he is through our lives. I'll never forget a beautiful older gentleman in, on the Gold Coast. Paul and I had, my mother had passed away last year. And um, I wasn't able to get back for the funeral and deal with things that needed to be dealt with because of COVID. And as soon as we could get over on a flight, we went and we were planning on having a few days of sorting things out with my brothers and a few days of rest. And we were driving along the motorway going to some friend's place over there and Paul passed out on me in the car. I was driving and all of a sudden he said, I don't feel too good and I won't, I can't go into the details because he tells me that I tell too many details. Just get to the point. So <laughs> it's a good story and I'd love to tell you all the details, but I'm not going to. All that to say, we went into hospital over there, found ourselves in hospital in this room with another three roommates that Paul had, uh, sharing a room with four people. And um, I overheard, because everybody hears everybody's diagnosis of what's going on in the hospital ward, because they come and speak very loudly, and you're right in their space. So you can't help but hear some of the things you would rather not have heard that discussion or, or prognosis. Anyway, this time this gentleman, see, I did the detail thing again. <laughs> this time, I overheard them saying, it was obvious he was very ill, telling him, and it seemed very matter-of-factly to me because I was just a bit sensitive at the time, but um, a nurse, or it could have been a female doctor, you've only got three days to live. Do you want to die here or do you want to die back in the nursing home? Nobody else around, on his own. And I was mortified for this poor guy. So as soon as they left, I was like, right. I, I peeped through the curtain. I said, excuse me, I hope you don't mind, but I overheard that conversation. Would you like me to pray for you? Are you okay? And I was able to pray for this elderly gentleman and he said, thanks, darling, as only a Aussie would be able to do. <laughs> Everyone's a darling over there, especially, anyway. <laughs> I'm not going to say. <laughs> oh, I can't help myself. But I got the opportunity to live on kingdom purpose, even in the hospital. If that, that flight was only for that man, it was worth it. Proverbs 11.25 says, Those who live to bless others will have blessing heaped upon them. And the one who pours out his life to pour out blessings will be saturated with favour. I love that. You know, over 40 years of being um, commissioned to God to do what we have been called to do, which requires a lot of giving out and kingdom purpose, it could, you know, like other people have said, oh, this is a great opportunity for you to just pour back into yourself focus on yourself. And we could have done that, maybe given ourselves a bit of permission to do more for ourselves. But we have this but God mandate from God and purpose. We know we are kingdom purpose right to the very end, not just for a season. So we need to just be encouraged to determine to live kingdom purpose and keep on giving, no matter what you're facing. Because his purpose anchors us to live a 24-7 faith. And then we need to be mindfully minded. What I mean by that is we need to make sure that we guard our thoughts, guard our thoughts and our absolutes. 
What is it that you know that you know? So when the season changes, you know. We need to put our roots down on what we do know, whatever the season. I do know God is good. I do know God is faithful. I do know God is all-powerful. I do know God is my refuge. I do know God is my strength. And I do know God is able. That's what I do know. Don't put our roots down in what we don't know. That's what the enemy wants. He wants you to put your roots down in fear, in the what-ifs. In the, I don't know what, what's going to happen, the uncertainty, certainty, the double-mindedness, which are all destroyers of our faith. There are many times I've had to arrest my thinking and say, hey, this is what I do know. I do know that my God is with me. Jesus was mindful and anchored in God's word. He knew it. He, he came back to the enemy time and time again. It is written, it is written, it is written. What do you know that you know? Because you need to know that before, ahead of time, so that you can stand. Psalm 119, 92, 93 says, Because your words are my deepest delight, I didn't give up when all else was lost. I can never forget the profound revelations you've taught me, for they have kept me alive more than once. Ain't that the truth? Pray out loud. Declare what you do know and believe. We need to deepen the root system of our mind in God's word and promises. Paul and I over this season have endeavoured most days to declare the word of God out loud regularly. And when Paul at the moment is unable to read or, um, on his own, or when he has been down, which is sometimes he's just depleted and down, which is very understandable. I've read out loud these scriptures, the promises God gave him right at the very beginning of this journey. This is what God said. This is what God declares. This is what we are believing for. And it's brought strength and clarity to our soul. When we've felt the harsh, we've felt the harsh reality of darkness. We've felt the exhaustion of weakness. We've felt the mind game of emotions, the fragility of our humanity. But when we go back to the word of God and stand on that, that is what has anchored us to live a 24-7 faith. And then lastly, live humbly humble. Our lives are not our own. He is sovereign and in our weakness, he is glorified. Another thing Paul and I have done weekly over this season is take communion together. And as we take communion, we recognise his sovereignty no matter what. Yes, we pray and believe for healing, complete healing, this side of eternity. But we sit and realise that all that we are is in him. All that we need is in him. And all glory belongs to him. In 2 Corinthians 5 and 7, verse 7 says, For we live by faith, not by what we see with our eyes. We live with a joyful confidence. Yet at the same time, we take delight in the thought of leaving our bodies behind to be at home with the Lord. So whether we live or die, we make it our life's passion to live our lives pleasing to Him. You know, people have given us words over this time and we're grateful for those words. 
They've given us encouraging words and words they have felt God give them regarding Paul's healing. But at the end of the day, my response has come to this. I absolutely know God can heal because he's sovereign. I absolutely am believing and praying he will heal Paul because he's my husband. But I also know that Jesus died not just for his salvation, but for his healing. But if for whatever reason, God didn't heal Paul this side of eternity, he will be healed in heaven. God is sovereign and who am I to question? Ecclesiastes 3.14 in the message says, I've also concluded that whatever God does, that's the way it is. It's going to be, always. No addition, no subtraction. God's done it and that's it. That's so we'll quit asking questions and simply worship in holy fear. If only we could live in that. Just simply worship in holy fear. I think Ecclesiastic summed that up so well to show us what we're called to do through every season of life, to anchor down and help us live out that 24-7 faith, not just faith for a season, to worship God and continually on the daily surrender to Him because He is sovereign and His sovereignty anchors us to live a 24-7 faith. Thanks for listening to this podcast. We trust that you were encouraged by this powerful message. You always have a place to call home here at Life. And we invite you to join us for our Sunday services at any of our Auckland campuses. If you're not in Auckland, then check us out, Church Online, wherever you are in the world. Just head to lifenz.org or download the Life app to stay connected and find out more.